ever had one of those moments in life where somebody approached you with something and it seemed so outrageous you couldn't wrap your head around it? Just didn't make sense. You were troubled by it at first. But then they talked to you some more about it, and all of a sudden you started to buy into it. And you, you got excited about it until the day came when that thing was supposed to happen and something changed, and all of a sudden you were stuck in the moment, not sure what to do. <laughs> you go through life, and, and sometimes it's joyous and humorous and comical, and, and, you know, and you're filled with peace in your life, and then, and then it's not so much. You get the news you're going to be parents one day, and then you come day, home the day after your birth to find out that one of your kids that was just born may or may not have a disease. And now all of a sudden you're filled with anxiety and scared. You get the, the, the news that, you know, that your good friends that you care about are going through a divorce, and all of a sudden you're, you're filled with, with hurt for them and what they're experiencing. You find out that you've been accepted to a job or something, and now all of a sudden all kinds of new horizons open up for you, and the, and the possibilities seem endless. But that's life. It's undulations, it's peaks, and it's valleys. And what do we do to do with all this change that occurs in our lives? Here's what this is. For me, this is what change is. Change at times for me is nothing more than a disruption of peace. Why? Because it seems uncertain. It seems, you know, you're not sure what's going to happen the next moment. And you're maybe afraid of what's going to happen the next moment. God is the only thing that doesn't change. He's the only one that doesn't change. And he's our true source of peace. Peace is what sets us at ease amidst change and troubles. Peace is what allows us to experience joy when gloom and uncertainty surround us. Peace helps us to face whatever lies ahead down the road in our lives. Peace is certainly what Mary found out she was going to be given birth to. <laughs> Think about this for a moment. It's not just any peace that Mary would be carrying. She's carrying an eternal peace, one that Micah spoke about centuries before. But you, O Bethlehem Ephrathah, who are too small to be counted amongst the clans of Judah, from you shall come forth for me one who is to be the ruler in Israel, who's coming forth of old from ancient days. Therefore he shall give them up until a time when she who is in labor gives birth, and he shall be their peace. Yeah, Micah prophesied about that all those years ago. And look who God chose to have Jesus come from. The smallest of clans. The one that Micah says is not even countable. A nobody clan, so to speak. Too little to be counted. And now here's Mary. Mary, confronted by Gabriel, an angel of God, who brings her with this news that she's going to bear a child. Mary, who's a virgin, who's betrothed, who's not even married yet, is now going to be told that she's going to be pregnant. Not just any pregnancy, this holy conception. I'd be troubled too <laughs> if God told me that. That's what Mary was. She was troubled. Troubled at first, Mary ends up saying, Amen. Okay, she didn't exactly say Amen, but she did say, Behold, I am a servant of the Lord. Let it be to me according to your word. And just like that, upon Mary's amen, Gabriel's gone. 
the angel at his left. There's Mary caught up in whatever scene she was caught up in when the angel showed up in the first place. Perhaps she was tending the house duties, cooking something on the, on the fire. Who knows what the scene looked like, but all of a sudden, she has a sudden change in her life. She goes from what she's doing to getting this extraordinary news that now she's going to be called to be the bearer of God's word, to be the usher of God's peace into a new era. And just like that, this angel that set her at ease is gone. The angel left, though, but God didn't. Mary had been promised the Holy Spirit would conceive the Christ baby. God stayed with Mary. God supported Mary through it all, helping her to deal with all this change. And you talk about a change in somebody's life. What greater change you experience than what Mary just went through? And just like Micah prophesied that the Lord would come from a small clan in Judah, so does God choose a woman whose status is not exactly among the social elite. But Mary is nothing more than a humble peasant gal. But that's how God operates, isn't it? Isn't that how God worked in life? Not by the, the methods and manners that the world would never consider. I mean, in the methods and manners that the world would, would never consider. Not in grandeur, but in small things. In humbleness and brokenness in life. That's just how God ushers in an era of peace. And now standing alone, this peasant girl must face the rest of her life together. We know in our gospel lesson today what Mary does. She responds with joy. Out of whatever scene that she was caught up in with this angel, she fled to the hillside in Judah in great haste to see her relative, Elizabeth, who will call Mary blessed. And the baby that Mary is carrying is blessed. And Elizabeth's own child at the nearness of God jumps in joy. Great joy. Not any joy. And um, Elizabeth, her, her situation is different too, right? Because Elizabeth is older, advanced in age. She just found out that she's going to be carrying somebody blessed. One who will come and prepare the way for the Lord. And how much she have felt. But they all feel and sense a joyous attitude. And something's interesting here. You don't go tell somebody good news unless you're at peace with something, right? I mean, I think that's how it works. I've never known anybody to not be at peace and go and share some joyous news with somebody else. You have to first have that peace in your life in order to experience joy. And that's what I imagine that both Mary and Elizabeth are carrying with this great news that they've got. That no matter what they're going to face, they've got peace. They've got peace because they have God. And to God, peace is paramount. Peace is what the Lord desires for his creation. And peace, too, is a part of stewardship. Something that we, as God's children, are called to share and be servants of. And sharing that peace is our response for what the Lord has first done for us. So what do we do when the angel has left and we're alone? There's nothing else to do except to do what Mary did, to turn to God. No matter the situations we find in our lives, only the peace of God can get us through any of that. And when the peace of God is near, look what it does. Look how Elizabeth was calling Mary blessed. Look at how the baby jumped. 
and rejoiced. That's peace. That's joy. Mary rejoiced and magnified the Lord in song. God never leaves us. What did God promise us in Matthew 28? I am with you always. You know what? Peace, my friends, as I've discovered over the years, is not the absence of trouble. Peace is the confidence that God is with you in the midst of it all. That he never leaves you. That's what the presence of the Lord does. You never know how the peace of the Lord will manifest itself in our lives. Maybe we don't think we have the means to bring peace to somebody's life because we don't have enough money to give or time to spend or resources to provide. Maybe we feel limited, confined to a space because we're too weak to do anything and, and maybe we feel like jumping for joy is just not enough. Maybe we feel like we carry no weight, but we're a peasant like Mary from a lesser class. Maybe we feel too old and don't have enough energy to give. But God energizes. If God can work through a peasant woman, through a small clan, through an old woman, God can take a derelict and turn it into a pastor. Can't God do anything? Of course he can. That's the joy. No matter what we face in life, that's the joy that we carry with us. From what God did for us on the cross and what he did for us in the, in the baptismal font, in the words and water. What he does for us each week in Holy Communion, refreshing us and bringing us back into his presence. What he does for us in the word and in scripture. So how will we respond called to be servants of peace, of the gospel, to live in a world uh, that's dark and gloomy, that needs that peace. Mary's joy at being called to bear and give birth to the one who will be our peace caused Mary to write a song that's called the Magnificat. And Mary said, my soul magnifies the Lord and my spirit rejoices in God my Savior for he has looked on the humble estate of his servant." When we respond to Jesus by being stewards of peace and joyfully contributing to the growth of the kingdom, guess what we're doing? We're magnifying the Lord. And what better way to live than in the magnificent peace of our God? And now may the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, guard our hearts and our minds in Christ Jesus. Amen.